welcome to Bad Apple Good Egg. It's me, Jules, and I'm here with my friend Dan, Daniel. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> so we were just talking, but Dan has to go soon, so we're like, we better start recording now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a disastrous way of getting this, but we've done it. We managed to... No, we managed to do it, yeah. We can always do another one. Is the yeah. Other thing. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part two. It's fun to do. Oh, wait, let me also have to check something. Hold on. Mm, yeah, okay. No, we're doing good. Recording. Yes, we're recording. So, wait, I also want to say when you're saying... Oh, yeah. We can edit this out later if we want to. I'm like, I know how he feels. Like, I also was going through right, the yeah. crisis of, like, with my ex. Because I had been with my ex since I was 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were really good friends before that. Uh-huh. And it was, like, the hardest decision I ever had to make. Like... Yeah. So I feel... How, like how long had you been? Together? Yeah. Like, f- five years, six since... years. Since I was 18 to Since 24, it's like six years, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, that, that's that's very intense. These yeah. guys, f- 15 and now they're like turning 30. Oh God, that's even longer. Yeah, yeah. Dang. And, and they never got married. Uh, they're getting married, that's the thing. Um, so what's the problem? Uh, cold feet, I guess. You just, you just mm. realise it because they've only even been with each other as well. They've never, like, been, like, had sex with That's how else. it was with me and my ex, too. Right, well, right, Well, my right. ex had had sex with someone else, but I hadn't. Right, right, and right. And I was right. like... But, I mean, it doesn't really matter. At it's so dumb. <laughs> it's, 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 like, I know, it's kind of dumb, but I guess... It, I don't know. So Everyone feels that way, but then, like, the first time I had sex with someone else, I was like... This is what it was about. This is stupid, yeah. Oh, like, this is stupid. Like, no, oh, I just no. was like, nah, this is like, ah, oh, this is, it, I don't know. No, it didn't, it didn't really do anything for me. That's so. interesting. That, but that's, I mean, now it's that's, like better. That's a useful perspective. I think a lot of people suffer from this, like, the, the like, um, change yeah. of monogamy. No, but um, I feel like, I feel like if I wouldn't have done it, yeah. I would have, like, thought about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like getting out of the system. Thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah. when I, after it happened, I was like, eh. <laughs> this was ridiculous. I was like, this is mediocre <laughs> at best. Well, that, that's, that's, that's but a But it is thing. good to see, because I feel like a lot of people, yeah, who are, like, never have had sex with anyone else mm-hmm. in a long-term relationship, they're like, oh, my God, like, this is, I should have done something else with someone else before I was in this relationship, and it doesn't really matter. Like, you just have to move at your own pace. Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't like, invalidate anything that's been before in the relationship either. Yeah. Like, like you can just have the best relationship and that, that one thing can just be, like, playing on your mind. Yeah. And, and it's hard. I do think it's hard, people who've never dated anybody else, just because mm-hmm. you don't know what you like. Versus right. if you date a few people and then you have, like, a long-term partner, you can be like, oh, this is what I really like about my partner. And this is what I didn't like about other people I dated. And I think that's useful knowledge to have. I mean, what, what other thing in life do you, do you just do that with, like, triangulate? Just have something to, to like, compare to. We, we, we can uh, just edit out the bit that says the person we're talking about. Yeah, no, we can edit this whole part out if you want, don't worry. I'll send it to you before I post it. No, I mean, because so. it's, it's, it's all, like, it's all to do with the, the topic that we were going to talk about. Yeah. Like... Should um, I pull up my... Good. Is it recording? Hmm? It's recording? Yeah. Pull up your... Oh, you have questions. Well, I did have guidelines. <laughs> go, but no, go what were you going to say? Tell me what you were going to say first. Um, just, just that I think it's like, that's a very interesting topic. Like, um, uh, just, just, when, 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 I know a lot of people who get into that situation. And even if it's not the first person they're with, just like long, long-term relationships for a lot of people are, are, are very difficult just because of the amount of possibilities you negate by staying in. In, in, in one 
in one and, relationship. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot easier if, you, if, you, if you've had lots of things to compare it to, but like in this extreme situation where a certain person has, has, has been in that situation for a, forever, the whole adult life, then it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, that is pretty intense. Is your friend's partner also... No. Was it also their first... Yeah. Part, their first person they've dated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that makes it a little bit better, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, because you'd think it would just be like, right, let's get a bullet each. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, well, I don't know, because since my ex had had sex with someone else before me, yeah. it drove me insane. There's like an imbalance. I was like, you had sex with somebody else, and I haven't, so, like, this is, like, something's off. And, right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's both of them. I feel like that makes it a little different, maybe. Yeah, in what way? Have they discussed it? Uh, I don't think that explicitly, because because like there's this temptation always to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just like a, an empty thing, like as you like proved when you when you went and did it with someone else. You yeah. Know, like oh, it wasn't worth it. Or, or it, this is a, a very silly thing to obsess over. It is. Yeah. No, the first person I had sex with after my ex, I like was someone that I only met like three times. Right. And then I was like, I like, was like, no. And I made them leave. I was like, I can't deal with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, but I am emotionally not able to deal with this right now. I was like, I was like, cop out. I was like, I can't deal with this. Because I feel like I was just forcing myself yeah, to do yeah. it because I felt like it was this thing that had been like looming over my head for years. Yeah. And then I realized it was like, I just was forcing myself into the situation where like, I didn't really want to sleep with that person. Yeah. It was just like to check off this list. And this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to do things in any part of your life, I feel, just to check them off this imaginary list that doesn't really mean anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm. It's just commitment to an idea rather than um, what your lived reality. What, exactly. What, what, what you're doing. Which... Um, could be speaking, a nice of, speaking of lived <laughs> reality, so I think both we should say um, <laughs> our experiences with psychedelics uh-huh. thus far. Uh-huh. So, would you like to go first or me? You go first. Okay. So the first time I really heard about or did psychedelics was when I was in high school. I was sixteen, and I had a friend. One of my best friends was pretty into drugs mm-hmm. of all kinds. We were pretty, I don't know, pretty crazy for 16-year-olds, I mm-hmm. guess. And so I smoked weed a decent amount at that time. And my friend's like, do you want to do mushrooms? And so I said, sure, great. And we went we went with our one other friend who drove us up, so the three of us. And two of us took mushrooms. I think we took a decent amount. Where, where'd you go? We went to this lake right. nearby. Natural setting. Natural setting. And we walked around the lake. It was really nice. I specifically remember we there were paddle boats you could rent in the lake. And we wanted to go on the paddle boats. And our friend who was like chaperoning us uh-huh. wouldn't let us go on the paddle boats. Right. She's like, you guys are like too fucked up. That's dangerous. And we're like... <laughs> We just want to go in the paddle boat. So you like, like you like that visibly fucked up that she she was like this is a bad idea. Well, I think I don't think we were that fucked up. I uh-huh. think it was also that she just you know we were young and she was like scared to, for us to interact with people. Right. We were scared to get in trouble. Yeah. And so that was my first experience. It was good, and it was a little visual. I remember you know the trees. I thought were breathing. Right. And then um, several times throughout my high school slash adolescence experience, I did mushrooms with friends, 
And I remember sometimes it being more of a spiritual experience than others. Um, I actually decided where I was going to go to college mm-hmm. while I was on mushrooms, which was while I was with two of my friends. And that was one of the first times I felt it was like a powerful spiritual experience. I felt like I could see all of these connections in my life in a different way that I had witnessed them before and helped me to make a decision. Okay, and the question, did, did, did you feel like um, you did the mushrooms knowing that that was a possibility when you do them, that it can be like an enlightening, informative experience? Or were you just like, ah, oh, fuck, shrooms, drugs? No, and, I... And then it's like surprised you pleasantly or... So I, I would say that I always thought it would be a spiritual experience, but I didn't know exactly how. I didn't know very much about it. Mm-hmm. I had read about it on, what's the website, like Shroomery? Did you, did you ever look at Shroomery? No, uh, Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Arrowhead, I know about Arrowhead too, but there was one called like Shroomery. Shroomery. So I, I swear that's what it's called. And I remember reading about it. On, I remember reading about it, about people's experiences and how it was enlightening. Right. But I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know really how to approach it in a mm-hmm. specific way. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in like near Tahoe. I grew up with around a lot of hippie folk near where Burning Man <laughs> takes place. And so oh, is, I, it, is it near there? But yeah, Burning Man's pretty near where I grew up. And so I, I always knew that there was a spiritual element, spiritual approach to mm-hmm. psychedelics, but... I didn't know the experiences, right. the specifics. So yeah, because you're really near the epicenter of it, of of that whole movement in this in the states. If you're in Nevada, it's like yes. a stone's throw away from where all the all the shit happened. From yeah, from Utah, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Utah that much, I guess. California, Colorado, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say I've done them. A, several times and so it's hard to talk about each individual experience so mm-hmm. I guess I'll say that there have been fun and spiritual aspects to my use of psychedelics and as they <laughs> become relevant while we're talking I'll maybe mention some more mm-hmm. um, yeah what about you? me I don't, I'd always been terrified of them we're not, we're not going to classify weed as a, as a psychedelic right? do you want to use this? Uh, yeah it's a little nicotine not intense though okay it's banana flavored. We can't smoke. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we can't can... smoke in here. No. But we no. can go. You want to take a break? No, 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 no. Because we, we, we don't really have time. I'd, okay. I'd rather get it all. Uh... Okay. No. I'll have one after. It very this, is, this is delicious. Yes. <laughs> I'm addicted to these now. For anyone wondering, it's a banana flavored vape. It's pretty good. Oh my god. I'm on the vape game now. It's, like it's bad. Extremely um, intense flavor. Mm hmm. Do you like this one? I don't like this one. Oh my. I've got <laughs> I've got problems. It's the first vape I've tried that actually tastes. Uh oh. You're gonna get hooked now. <laughs> it's Whoa. like intensely using the vape. That so, one is. Do you have mango. to switch them on or anything? Huh? Do you switch them on or? No. Oh no, that'd be too that wouldn't be addictive enough. Just that taking that one step that one obstacle out of the way. Yeah, no. That's like uh, can... blue raspberries, I think. Mango. Little off, little off. This one doesn't have any nicotine in it, though. It started with this because it just tasted good, and then I started buying the nicotine ones. That's my least favorite. Yeah, it's not as it's it's not artificial, good. is it? Yeah, it's like orange something. Very psychedelic, though. Yeah, very psychedelic, <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, 
weed I just kind of accidentally did with my friends, you know, like, because it was just this prohibited thing that was like a forbidden fruit. You were kind of curious about it. It's not a psychedelic anyway, is it really? Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because I remember learning in my um, psychology class in high school that it was a psychedelic. I remember, like, raising my hand, being a smart ass, and being like, well, I don't really think weed is a psychedelic to the teacher. Like, who did I think I was? Like, that's the most obnoxious thing ever. I'm like, I've smoked weed before. No, I didn't say that. But, um... No, but... I have done, like, really high doses of marijuana mm -hmm. from dispensaries, and it does almost give a psychedelic right. feel. I don't think I could reach that level just by smoking. Was it, that though. edibles, huh? Yes. So, so... Uh, do you know the thing about like the, sm the smoked version doesn't there's, there's like an extra it's not just THC that's activated when you when you swallow it it's like the liver metabolizes it and you'd, you'd know biochemically what's going on uh, <laughs> I don't really know that but it actually was like also not any edible would make me feel this way it was some specific edibles I've had like I've had some and actually I've smoked some wax that's like pure THC alright and that oh, I feel that, like is that shatter Shatter is a type of wax. Right. There's like resin, shatter, <laughs> there's all different kinds. But yes, I would fall under the wax category. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm the worst ADHD going forward. Um, so let's make, let me get Stone back to your story. Stone is the best. I yeah. love it. Um, uh, so, so you tried it with your friends. Yeah, yeah. But but that, that was just like a, a, a fun drug thing. I was a little scared to do it. And then you, you, you do it, you get high and you have good experiences bad experiences but um i've always seen like classic psychedelics like L lsd um mushrooms as like things that could send you crazy mm -hmm. um like those those ideas that are out there that, that you, you you receive those ideas about them and so i was always scared to to do it and just perceive something that isn't there apparently that's kind of the idea I had of them. To have like a full auditory visual hallucination of something that yeah was scary or... Yeah, see, see in, in, in place of that empty space, a thing, that a, a being or something. Evil right? creature, An yeah. evil creature. That would be scary. Yeah. Sure. I think a, a good starting point is that I was basically scared my whole life of doing them. Um, but, but they always... Um, there's like just an, an inner thirst for seeing stuff that for, for just changing um, boring material um, understandable scientifically understandable reality and 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 I think I've always had like a bit of a curiosity for doing it but being too scared then I read the key key turning point was I think and, and this is true for a lot of people um, is the book by Michael Pollan um, uh, how to change your mind so, so this this is a respected Harvard professor journalist who'd previously written about plants and food and baking like fermentation and, and re really like acceptable mainstream topics wrote authoritatively about them and then um, switched his focus his attention to psychedelics um, I guess he, he realized that there was this new, um, all, all this investigation and research firing up again since like the mid 2000s and just um, set his um, investigative journalistic 
eye on that scene and just wrote this book about it where he covers all the history of it um, uh, the therapeutic uses of it and the neuroscience he just like brings it all together and makes it all he demystifies it basically and also resurrects into the mainstream the idea that these used to be a therapeutic tool um, as in since they were discovered in the 50s they've become a therapeutic they became a therapeutic tool they were working really well and then they got banned and all the research got abandoned and I'd never heard that take on psychedelics until I read that book and so, and so like you, you go you read that book and you go from being terrified about this um, unpredictable unknown to being fascinated by the fact that it can at minimum um, be a very interesting experience at most be something that can connect um, someone who's um, very scientifically minded and atheistic to a divine godlike space uh, a non-material space and so that book changed my mind but mm-hmm. um, and then I bought some shrooms off the, off the internet because um, you can buy them from Holland here and they, they ship them over they send you this bread yeah quick question yeah. Um, so how old were you when you read that book this was uh, two three years ago okay. so I'd have been 29 okay wow so you never considered doing psychedelics before then I mean I didn't to... really have interest in the science behind it the no the spirituality behind it zero zero okay zero what inspired you to read that book um so I listened to the making sense podcast by Sam Harris okay and I've, I've read basically everything that guy's written and he wrote a book on um, secular spirituality called Waking Up, mm. um, which was kind of a guide to meditation. That had a, 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 sm- a small chap part of it that, that explained how he got into med- meditation via an experience he had with MDMA and then later with acid that, c- that kind of shone um, a bright light on that space mm. beyond the senses that he then explored via meditation so I started meditating via this guy Sam Harris mm. um, you know like Vipassana Vipassana meditation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then he invited Michael Pollan onto the podcast oh, okay. and then he kind of tied it into how um, the psychedelic experience can can um, really inform meditative practice and so that was a like little bridge into wanting to explore that space and Michael Pollan's take on it. Very cool. So, so then you made that order, ordered something. <laughs> <laughs> then a buddy of mine, a good friend from California, actually from California. Of yeah. course, he was from <laughs> California. <laughs> he, I, I was, I was still shit scared, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. I remember thinking, I've read this book now. This is definitely going to be an important thing in my life. Wow. But I'm scared. Like, I remember the moment just reading it thinking, right, um, because I was very atheistic and and very kind of, like, um, pessimistic about um, death and life and and, um, just how... how, The guy got depressed quite frequently. Mm -hmm. And so this this promise of something a bit more exciting and spiritual was, like, cool. I'm definitely going to 
take that on board, but I'm scared of doing it. So basically, my friend, um, this guy, it's <laughs> no point naming him, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to do, yeah, you don't have to name this, him. This guy, um, he he offered to be the guinea pig. <laughs> to try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he hadn't, had, he, he hadn't tried it. He hadn't, but he had kind of like um, your disposition okay. towards them. Like he'd heard of them before, like he knew, knew that it could yeah. kind of open that space up. And uh, and uh, he, he came around and we were like, right, you, you, you're going to try it. <laughs> and you were like with a group of your friends? No, no, no. We, or he just was... Okay. So, so everything I'd read about in this um, Michael Pollan book... Uh-huh suggested that the best way to do it is in a, a very controlled space where you can uh, um, con- con- control the setting, control the environment, make it a nice, pleasant environment, and like develop a, an intention, the set. Um, and, uh, and then put eye shades on and listen to the John Hopkins uh, psilocybin study playlist that's on Spotify. Have you seen it? Oh, yes. I was listening to it today before <laughs> we met up. Um, it, it, whenever I hear stories like this about people's first psychedelic yeah. experience, it makes me think I, it makes me realize that I'm a little crazy. Like, I'm just like 16 years old, like in this forest. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I planned it out and I, I like read about it and wanted to do it a bit, but mm-hmm. it was, I, I think it's very interesting and I don't think it's super unique, but it, it's kind of. It, to me, it's very interesting that I did them at such a young age because I would also say that my experience with it has changed over the years. And I wonder I wonder how different my first experience was compared to someone who didn't try them until their late 20s, almost a dec- you know, over a decade apart. Right. And it's interesting how everybody comes across the psychedelic experience in different ways. Yeah, I, I mean... Um, one like fact um, or theory that I've stumbled upon, like re- reading up about this stuff, is the the like the the neuroscience, and I think they do it in in London, mm. uh, Imperial College. They like put pe- people in brain scanners and give them psilocybin and see what happens, and um, they they observed this. Or they, they theorized that basically through, throughout life, your um, you, your brain kind of develops these set responses to the to the problem to to all your problems in life and as you get older they they become more kind of wired in like the circuits become kind of stronger and and your brain just defaults to them so your brain is less kind of elastic as you get older yes absolutely like the brain plasticity goes down that's it and and so i guess guess if you do it younger you're already in quite um An elastic state. Yeah, yeah. elastic state, exactly. So so I guess, like, I, I don't know what effect that would have. But yeah. cer- certainly for, for, for someone who does it, like, later on in life, like, I was 29. And, and I mean, it was it was a groundbreak, like, sh- reality shattering for me. Okay, so I'm sorry, we keep getting sidetracked. So your friend... No, but, but it's, 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 it's all... It's yes, all, yes, like, yes. It, it, it throws light on, on my experience, okay. like, how, how that Good. can be yes. different, right? Totally. Um, but I, for, for whatever reason, for whatever I feel the need to de- defend my against the, myself against the reality for, um, I developed very fixed ideas about um, how the world mm-hmm. is, okay. about how religion is the worst thing in the world, that it's the source of all evil, um, 
that like all society's ills derive from from um, like fixed faith-based beliefs, right? Yeah. And there was just no reason to even um, entertain the idea of anything but what you see being there, I guess. Just a very like secular mati- view. Yeah, very secular view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where like. And I nearly split up with my current girlfriend because she told me she was uh, a like a moderate Catholic. Like on paper, she was like, "Oh, you know, I go to mass now and again." And uh, on the, have I told you about this? Mm-mm. So like w- when we met, when me and Marta met, um, we were on like our third date. It was going really well, and um, and she was like, just just a passing comment, and she's like, "Oh, like." Oh, you know, you know, I like strawberry ice cream. Oh, you know, I go to mass, right? She didn't think anything of it, and I just froze and didn't speak That's to up. her for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, oh my god, you're, you're like, I like this girl. Yeah, no, I don't. you're like <laughs> literally red flag. Exactly, yeah. red flag, red flag. Red flag I was just like, yeah. we, we live in different realities. You think yeah. there's a heaven, I don't. All, all, all this stuff, and like to whatever degree she believed in it, it was just like that's not a valid worldview. It's not. It's not. I mean, religion's responsible for a lot of shit, but there are yeah. a lot of moderate religious people who it just it isn't the same thing. And basically, I just like tarred them all with the same brush. Yeah. And and yeah, nearly nearly split up. Well, we weren't even together, but I was like r- ruling it out. So basically, when I had, um, so we had my, my buddy. Oh shit, him, the guy, Your friend. my I friend. Um, I've gotten better at editing. I'll just put a little beep. <laughs> or a little, I don't know, whatever sound effect. To be honest, that guy won't mind. That guy won't mind. Um, um, he, 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 he did it, um, Basically, via via that guy's experience, we stumbled on a, 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 a method of optimizing the experience. Basically, he, he had a load and it didn't work for him. So my, my foot, this is, this is, I'm going to cut this out. It's not that relevant. It's okay. Just, my, just, fr- my friend just did say it. it and if, yeah. My friend did it. It didn't really work, even though he'd had like 20 grams of, of wet shroom. 20 grams? Of wet, like fresh. 20 grams. But, but this, this, when you dry them out, um, oh, it's less weight. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I've only ever had dried shrooms. I've never had wet. Right, right, right. So they were fresh. I'm glad we're having this discussion because I'm a little bit of an airhead, and I feel like <laughs> if I had the wet shrooms, I like wouldn't realize. You just did two grams of wet shroom. Well, that'd be less, I guess. Yeah. So if you did two so grams of two... wet shroom, yeah, it's it... so it wouldn't it wouldn't really be that bad. It's yeah. not like I'd get too fucked up. It'd be I bad think. if it was the other way around. If it was the other way around. Yeah. I've only ever done dried shrooms. So. I mean, I think that's how they come unless you grow them, and yeah, and it, <laughs> you just. He had like, I think it was 27 grams of like wet shroom, just like these big fat shrooms. And he just sat there gobbling them. And I, I, I don't know why, but... I he, can't believe he didn't get sick. He, he likes the taste of them. I mean, they're, they're actually quite... No, but just they, I, I don't mind the taste, but they, they make me a little nauseous, usually. I don't usually get sick, but I imagine... Have so, you gotten sick from them? N- never. Like, yeah. do you feel nauseous in the beginning of the, like, in the initial? No. Phase? So, so ba- basically, via via this this experience, okay. um, I stumbled upon the fact that you, you the, to to optimize the like um, psilocybin's activity fast. Do it with an empty stomach. Um, chop it up and, and mix it with lemon juice 
and it does this thing where mm. the psilocybin breaks down into psilocin and that, that that just goes directly into your into your blood or brain or whatever very cool and so so since that experience we, we, we've been doing it and anyway that, that night I had a little mini experience right um, where it was everything I'd wanted it to be after reading the positive kind of descriptions of it in the Michael Pollan book um, oh it connects you with God the first night you did it y- yeah 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 okay so your friend did it nothing happened and so I so then you got so the same night you decided to take yeah it. I lost okay. all the fear and just like chucked two got down it. for some reason it just it, it, it got to me I put the eye shades on and it was a very kind of light surface level. Um, life is all good. There's no need to worry about anything. Um, everything is now um, experience. Um, and so after that, I, I thought, all right, well, this is the answer to everything. This just makes you accept everything in life and appreciate everything. Um, but no kind of metaphysical um, shit going on. It was just... Uh, just a sense of peace right mm-hmm. but but then like I, I gave it to a few people on this basis saying oh this will solve all your problems and I gave them like <laughs> high high doses including Magda <laughs> and, and I was like why are you crying why? oh gosh what? yes hell right okay so you had your first experience with it on a small dose on a, yeah but yeah, then yeah. you gave it to friends a larger dose mm-hmm. and including your girlfriend mm-hmm. and so you were not taking it when when Marta took it. Exactly. Okay. And, and a couple of her friends on separate to, occasions. On separate occasions, okay. I was kind of curious about um, Marta's first experience with it because you mentioned that it was very intense for her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably an added intensity for someone who doesn't really like seek out the experience in a way. It's more something that is presented to you. And just mm. therefore, I feel like you might not be in the same mindset. You might not be approaching it in the same yeah. metaphorical way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, she wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for me saying, oh, this is going to change your life. This is, you're going to do. So how, so she, and she did it with the eye shades and the playlist. So this playlist you found from the Michael Pollan book, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I will link in the bio. This playlist is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Psilocybin Playlist by John Hopkins University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Seth Balthazar. It's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of um, concierto, like piano music. Yeah, it's like. And um, symphonies, mm-hmm. just to give you an idea. Um, it's like all instrumental almost. Yes. So, kind mm. of, what was her conclusion after that experience? Uh, hers was more like, um, so, so, so she did have like a, a religious uh, leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess that was based around quite like, not, not a really fixed idea of what God might be, but... Um, Definitely, like a purely positive conception of, um, of the non-material realm or whatever. Got it. Basically, I think when you do psychedelics, you meet the devil and God. What? And and so, if if you interpret it in that way, yeah. Um, and she, she kind of, I, I, to speak using those metaphors, 
um, she met um, a god that didn't particularly care for her and um, a devil that over the long term she's been able to learn from so it was like it kind of disappointed her in one sense but kind of brought a, brought her closer to a, a a more depressing version of reality mm. that's how she lived it um, so, so like if we were both started off at different ends of the spectrum it brought us closer to a central point which for her meant like giving up a bit of the magic in her life but also confirming it and for, for me just like injecting some kind of magic into my life so it was like very different experiences but but she also had like a high dose so yeah so the the dose from what I can tell I mean there's diversity between people like different doses will affect people differently but um uh Everyone I've given it to, I've only I've given like a high dose to, which is like between two and three grams, depending on the body weight. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do what Zamnesia.com calls a heroic dose, um, it it gets you to like DMT level um, triphood. <laughs> triphood. <laughs> um, yeah. I used to take much larger doses when I was very young. Right. I was kind of hardcore. Can you remember? Can you remember anything like? I actually was gonna go back to. I want you to speak on um, your first higher dose experience, but I'll go first. I'll say I think kind of I haven't thought about it as much in this context, especially recently, because I don't think about religion as much anymore but I actually was raised Catholic and I grew up very religious right and I very much believed in religion I was super like I was the one on my family like guys like we got to go to church we're gonna be late Mm -hmm. which is very different from the way that I am now and very different from the way I was before my first one as well yeah Mm. and so I and I think that so my father passed away when I was 14 mm-hmm. and this really didn't sit right with me and God and the whole religion thing. Oh, okay, okay. Especially it was, it really impacted me because my dad w- was Christian um, and my mom was Catholic, but we usually went to Catholic church growing up and my dad actually became converted to Catholicism about exactly a year before he was diagnosed with cancer. Right. So it was very strange to me. Because I thought that, oh, like, it was this great thing, and my dad's becoming Catholic, and he's, so, like, so doing you what felt God's Catholic. wanted. Oh, yes, I was very Catholic when I was a so kid. So what was he before that? So, like, um, like what denomination? Was he, he, my dad, like, he was raised, um, his mom was Catholic, his dad was Greek Orthodox, and, but he, my dad was never, like, a super religious person right, in right. my eyes. Like, he never, and I would say, it's interesting, because I was raised Catholic, and my family went to church, and we always, like, had a lot of Catholic friends in a Catholic community, but I didn't feel that my parents were extremely religious. Like, it was definitely not a family where we prayed every day or talked about God every day or did things because of this or that. Like, it was, although we were active in the church, I always felt like it was more of a source of community yeah. for my family than they were devoutly religious people. And... So, in a way, I really struggled after 
my dad like converted and then my dad died and I just kind of was a 14 year old like adolescent I feel like already this is the time where you start to realize the world's a dark place and things are going to hurt you and there's a lot of suffering in the world and I felt very confused after all that happened because I felt so awful and I remember like kind of praying and like trying to get this reassurance from my religion and I couldn't get it and I would still go to church pray to God and I just like never felt better what what would what would the what form would the reassurance have taken what were you kind of hoping for when you that can you remember I don't know would would it be like an afterlife type situation you were you were hoping there would be I don't know if I was hoping for anything specific. Mm -hmm. I just was kind of a depressed teenager and Mm -hmm. I felt, I think I was depressed. Like when I look back at it, like clinically (laughs) actually, (laughs) and I just was like feeling so bad every day Uh and I was seeking this like reassurance out and I like wasn't getting it. And so I don't know, just, I never really thought about it this way before, but I do now think I was probably as a 16 year old seeking out some other access to a spiritual reassurance or connection mm-hmm. when I tried psychedelics for the first time. Yeah. And I think that probably is one reason that I was intrigued by it when I was so young. Right. Because right. I remember asking my friend about it. I knew my friend had done mushrooms. I remember I saw them at a concert and they told me that they had taken mushrooms before the concert. Mm-hmm. And instantly I was intrigued and I was like, I want to do them. Right. right. So just when you're talking about all this, relation to spirituality and religion i think honestly it is more of a spiritual thing for me as well than i would have previously thought right right yeah yeah yeah. so so i, I guess in both our uh, our situations it, it's kind of like a, a res- okay. response to just the physical world feeling unacceptably silent on matters that must yes. mean well, and, something to you. And that, that feeling that you were just describing of everything's going to be okay, there's something mm-hmm. that makes it all make sense. Right. There's some factor that we can't understand yeah. that's un- intangible to us Yeah. that is going to guarantee that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I used to get that when I was a child from religion. But I was already like as 14, 15 year old, like I didn't feel that way anymore. So I think seeking it out in other aspects of my life was probably yeah. a part of my intrigue. It's interesting. Cause yeah. I, I can't imagine like as, as a kid you were, you were think you, you were thinking about religion too much. You were just kind of doing it and it was, it offered some kind of implied promise that everything's going to be okay without you really realizing what needed to be okay but then once yeah. once the uh um uh, once he, once your dad died it was like this sucks yeah i want some kind of answer yeah one i think i was weirdly thinking about it a decent amount i was a weird kid and i was homeschooled mm. so maybe I, I don't know if that would make a difference but okay. i remember reading the bible when i was like 11 right like, so I feel like I was probably thinking about it Okay. at that age more than a lot of people. Right, right, right. I don't really know why. With, but you don't remember the, like, motive behind reading it? I just thought that it was the truth. I don't know. Well, well, I, like, I, fuck <laughs> it. If, if that, I don't know. That's, 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 like, the best reason ever. Like, if, if that, that's true and it's promising these things, then, mm-hmm. then, then go, like, be as extreme with it as you can because it, like, 
that's that's what you're after a bit of truth in life yeah and um once it gets undermined it's difficult to to take that that take on it seriously right yeah and i guess that that's what what happened to you but i mean it's just it's 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 your first um the first response you encounter to the great mystery yeah well yeah i mean i just think i remembered like you know god wants us to be good to other people and like maybe your life is going to be shit on earth but Mm -hmm. you're going to be in the afterlife things are going to be good for you so could you if you follow this philosophy and i was like all right sign me up could could, can you remember having like a, a a very like definite clear view of what the afterlife might be yeah, I mean, I believed in heaven. Yeah? I thought that people went to heaven or hell after they died for purgatory. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I totally believe that. Can you can you remember, like, visualizing it much? I honestly feel like I visualized hell more than heaven. Right, Interestingly, right. Interestingly, I don't know why. Because, I mean, Catholicism is also very shame-based. Yeah. Um, it's more the stick than the opinion. carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they try to scare you more than right. reward you. Right. And I think, of course, that this is like the vernacular. Well, I mean, we could talk about this for a whole other two hours, but mm. like the vernacular that church uses and many religions use to keep the poor and the suffering right. at bay. Yeah. And so I feel like as I got older and I realized that people really weren't you know rewarded on like there there wasn't really any justice justice for being a good person or for going to church or for volunteering or whatever i just was like my family's been doing all these things and like still we got fucked you know and Mm -hmm. i didn't understand i remember being like i think it was more like it wasn't even an anger at like what happened but an anger at the yeah injustice of it all yeah but anyways so, so funnily enough, yeah. Okay, to to, to like in relation to yeah. that, in, to to like a like a, a Catholic. What's the word? Like a like a Puritan. A uh, oh, like, Puritan. Like, yeah. like like super strict. Yeah. Um, like shame and sin based mm-hmm. understanding of morality, I guess. Um. Uh, so the the my, my second high dose trip had like a big element of this in um but but the, the yeah let's talk about your first ones i want first that's one. what i was saying let's segue back to your experience but okay. i just thought i should mention that because okay you so were talking about your spiritual for, no i mean it's, it's it's so interesting it's to, very interesting to, yes to, like i mean psychedelics is just one way of, of getting at the answer to the thing that deep within you want to know yeah like whether whether you're ignoring that impulse or not like that's what what drives you. It is it's what like establishes your fears and hopes. That fuck, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the very materialistic atheistic worldview took it once. It just kind of affirmed all my like um, con- convictions about reality. That like I already had a bit of um, uh, I was into meditation. And there was this kind of um, like compatible way of viewing the world that made everything okay, which was pay attention to the present. Yeah. That, that didn't have any kind of metaphysical implications. It was just like just just pay pay don't attention. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about <laughs> death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 
yeah, I'll think about it and lean into it and accept yeah, it. Like, yeah. but, but there was nothing kind of that um, injected any mystery um, or like highlighted any mystery to my uh, in my worldview back then. And then, so so basically, had the nice the nice light dose. Gave high doses to people on the basis of my light dose. That's quite interesting. I didn't realize that you, that Mark t- took a high dose before you did. Yeah, 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 and and some of the poor people. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then after, so after Marta took a large dose, were you? Was it pretty soon after that that you decided to do a similar dose? Uh, yeah, yeah. Call it like six months. Um, so let, let's say the first light dose basically stabilized my ego like it just kind of affirmed my worldview um, okay in, in a like it, it inflated my ego oh right and so I was like right everybody needs to try, try this I'd, I'd just go like basically like bible bashing um, mm. where the bible is the Michael Pollan book <laughs> just be like uh, the, the default mode network oh uh, you guys yeah <laughs> and um and thinking I had like an ego death, right? Because this, mm. this was like the, the... Ego death coming for you still, <laughs> little Daniel. <laughs> oh, God. And, and it, it was like giving it, giving the high doses to people without having the high dose myself. I didn't... I, I wasn't doing it like in a mean way. It was no. just like, you need to see this. Um, and then wondering why they came out crying. <laughs> um, I should add, everybody who did it in that controlled environment where I was there not taking it and helping them, like, comforting them and being there for them, benefited from it and said that they're, 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 they're so glad they did it right. So it wasn't yeah, like... No. It I was always with a good intention. you were a malicious actor. You're, <laughs> you're like the least malicious person I, I know. <laughs> no, no, but I've got... I definitely have an ego that can get out of control, right? And And it was getting out of control with that. Okay. And then I was like, right, I should do You are this. a Capricorn man, after all. Oh, is that, is that, a, is that a trait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't think that about you, but that is a thing. Oh, really? People say about a Capricorn man. Well, because I'm also Capricorn, but people say Capricorn men, I have an ego. I don't know. Oh, right. Women so, so too, though. Like, I mean, the Capricorns, we're not the most loved at the signs, I'd so, say. So, so, so there's like Capricorn men and Capricorn women. There's like different profiles for them. I mean, I'm just in like Twitter like horoscope tick like TikTok horoscopes where people just say shit so I don't know how much truth there is to it. But they do distinguish I'm not the, yeah, people do distinguish. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Um <laughs> I don't know how much truth that is to it. I like to read about it, but I don't I'm not the expert. <laughs> uh, so I get, get out of control. I finish work okay. on a Tuesday morning early. I have the whole afternoon to myself. Incidentally I'd fallen out with Marta Uh-oh. Marta that week uh, that like we'd had uh, I can't remember what it, it was some like empty argument at the time but we weren't speaking um, we weren't going through a great time and, and, and me me with my arrogance I just got home that, that afternoon oh shit sorry someone's calling me and now did you get it? huh? did you get it? no could be like do you want to say something to the podcast? Hi, we're doing the podcast. Do you want to say something? Uh, um, I'll call you back. We're talking about psychedelics. You don't have any comments? It's Alex. This is my friend. Hey, man. This is Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> any comments? 
Actually, this is the first person. This is the first person I did psychedelics with. No way. Funny enough, I told the story earlier. A daughter, and we looked up. Remember looking up at the trees. Remember that? I remember that. Were they breathing by any chance? Yeah. (laughs) They were were like waving around. Yeah. Um, about psychedelics. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I like ketamine more than psychedelics. So. <laughs> um, I've never had like a super great or spiritual experience with psychedelics, I guess. But microdosing is, is good for me, at least. Um, I had more of a Zen experience with ketamine, though. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. No, 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 LSD is... I prefer it to, to shrooms. I will say that. It's very clean. Maybe it's you're more like maybe you're afraid of your emotions. You're afraid to feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Are you afraid of the afterlife? Uh, well, the first time I did shrooms, I think I, I had a bad experience the first time I did shrooms because I was in like, I was like, what, like 17? And I did like a whole eighth. And I, I remember, I always say this, but I, I remember I, I, I thought that I was watching my own funeral. <laughs> I, I was like watching them bury me and stuff, so it was pretty fucked up. Man, that's like the bullseye of it. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> yeah. That's what, you were, that's what you want. That's what you're seeking out. That's what you want? You gotta process that shit. Well, I will say I'm not, I'm not too afraid of death anymore, so. Exactly. Ah, there you yeah. go. There you go. You're living, living proof, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, all right. All right. I'll, I'll call you. The interview thing went well, though. So. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your comments. Right. Bye. <laughs> uh, this is what you might call it in, in in the vernacular that that's commonly um, used: uh, synchronicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> A playful coincidence. A playful coincidence, yes. Mm. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'll let you continue, so. God, this this stick is great. You should use... You like this one better, though. You can use that one. But this one's got nicotine. The, this one does, too. This one just doesn't have nicotine. Ah, okay, okay. The banana. When I was a little bitch. <laughs> Back before when I was a... Uh, what is it? Like, integrated into European culture. When I couldn't cope with nicotine what because people in the states don't really smoke cigarettes uh, okay. or nicotine like i just didn't really i never used nicotine before i came here stay stay being a little bitch you don't want to get addicted to nicotine yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true mm. so well where are we in the <laughs> so you were talking about how the people who took it had a good experience and then you said the first time you did it, a small dose, you thought you could experience ego death, but in reality, you had only had ego inflation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's where yeah, you left yeah, off. Yeah. Dangerous, and I think this this can happen a lot with, with it. If, if you don't have the death, it just affirms everything you, you believe, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have firm beliefs. This is a good, a good point. And the second one was like... Um, it's it. It wasn't anything like what I'm about to describe because what you live is beyond words and can't be accurately expressed in words. 
but the effect of it was to tell me that everything, everything, absolutely everything, I believed was just a speck, a tiny speck of information that I'd latched onto and built my whole identity around, and that it was completely invalid. And there was a, um, th this, this is a, a very weird thing, but it definitely happened. I experienced beings in different apathetic but conscious beings that um, I think I'd been exposed to some of Terence McKenna's ideas. This guy speaks a lot about the machine elves. Oh, I'm familiar with the machine elves. So I, I, I met them. <laughs> I have not met them, but... Okay, so you, I, so I've mostly heard about the machine elves when people do use DMT. Mm. But you took a significant amount. Do you know how many grams you took? Yeah, so it was like... I'm like, now that I'm like, are we able to... I'm like, I hope I can post this. Yes, it's like... I'm like, is this allowed? <laughs> We're like, do mushrooms, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify's like, hell fucking no. We're going to get banned this shit. So no, I think it'll be fine. Here's just put a disclaimer. You're right, okay. This is for um, <laughs> no, sure educational purposes yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, um, but yes, so if, so did you if, just... If you want to entrust your education to, to people who just like got high in the rooms, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, what is it? Like, this is not... We are, yeah, we have to say disclaimer. We are not scientists. Well, I kind of am a scientist. You are. I'm a biochemist and molecular biologist, actually. <laughs> but... We are not experts on psychedelics. No. I feel like we need to say <laughs> we got to throw that in there somewhere, or else we're gonna get in trouble. E even experts say don't do it unless yeah. uh, you know at your own peril. At your own, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, m m machine elf experience like um, uh, not sentient, like conscious beings being present, and me feeling like a. You know, these little ant farm landscapes. Seeing, like, dozens of them. No, me feeling like an ant with with oh, a lot of okay. them. Oh, okay, okay. With my petty little um, beliefs and intentions. Cog in the machine. And, yeah, yeah, ma Matrix kind of experience. Okay. Is it red pill or blue pill, the, 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 the true one? I don't know. The, the, the one that's like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. I think that's the red... Red, red pill. I think that's the red. I think I got red pilled. Yeah. And um, and it was just like, you are... It's like the universe grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and started spanking me, saying, you've been a, you've been a, a naughty boy. <laughs> stop giving this to people. Yeah. Stop, stop, um, stop looking for answers. Okay. Um, this is way bigger than anything you'll ever be. Um, stop just just enjoy this is a phrase that like stuck with me and, and enjoy this playground that we've we've created for you and don't question it just just enjoy it wow um, so you spoke with them it, it, or was it kind of, was it kind of like you were interacting with individual machine elves or they were around you and not directly speaking to you yeah they were they were just kind of like there if anything i can remember it kind of being like some kind of um like just just scientists in a lab okay. just walking around this tiny little expert like side project that i was just in that i previously thought was everything and, and and it, it wasn't I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how like 
at the time, I remember thinking, write this down. And I wrote it down. I wrote the machine elves run everything. Then I crossed out run and wrote R. And um, I imagine this is a similar experience to when like um, primitive humans saw thunder and thought God was mad. Like there, mm. there's probably some kind of explanation for it that is is yet to be um, uh, like deduced. Yeah, but that that was the kind of fear that that was um, provoked within me at that point. I felt very tiny, very alone, um, very vulnerable, um, and that just shook me for like a few months where I, I was just like, oh my god. Um, everything needs to be reassessed in light of this and um, there's n no matter what how much that the vividness of that experience fades from view in subsequent time um, remember this this is truer than anything you've ever felt ever and don't try and deny that you've experienced this yeah um, I think it like forces you to recognize your own insignificance. Yeah. And yeah. that scared you. It, yeah, yeah, it terrified me. Okay. Which which um implies a lot about what I thought about my own significance. I just think it's interesting <laughs> because I remembered I know I have experienced that feeling. I never have taken a significant enough dose where I saw machine elves mm -hmm. or experienced something like that, but I do that feeling of my own insignificance I definitely have experienced during psychedelic journeys, but I found it very comforting that nothing like really matters. That it like it felt comforting to me how unimportant I was. Right, right. Because I feel like I always previously was so worried. Yeah. And now I feel really so worried about everything I do. Mm -hmm. Which means times for me to, to take some psychedelics because I feel that I need to have that feeling again because it's very comforting to me. Right. And, and what do you, do you feel like now you are... Yeah, I, I, I guess like you can feel overly significant in good and bad ways. Like I, I felt overly significant in a way that like everything I have to say is important. And, and it was like, nah, nah. Yeah, it's more like I feel really worried about my decisions. Yeah. And yeah. like how I'm navigating my life, it gives me a lot of anxiety. But when you take psychedelics, it kind of takes you back and gives you that greater perspective of humanity and the universe, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, that yeah. just kind of, yeah, puts you in your place and makes you realize that no matter what you do, like, it's going to be okay. And these little decisions in our lives that feel so big to us, they mm -hmm. don't really have as much importance as we feel that they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think machine elves or no machine elves, that's the, like the the big takeaway from it. Oh. Yeah, like like the machine elves don't care. Like that that it was just weird. It was just like a. Machine elves are not machine elves. Can you elaborate on that? I don't really know what you mean. Are not machine elves. Yeah, but what do you mean by that? I don't think I said that. Oh, I thought that's what you said. The machine elves don't matter that. Much. Oh, like, okay. Just okay. just like it's just, it was just like oh by the way these things are here. Oh, okay. But I mean. I mean, that's just what I call them because that was, like, the only, like, concept I had to explain it away. Um, but, like, from, from the DMT, um, like, breakthrough reports I've heard is, like, a far more interactive experience where they're, they're actually, like, they're, like, 
weaving um, strange languages out of thin air and like t- tell they've got stuff to say. These guys okay. didn't have anything to say. Okay. <laughs> um, and that was the second time you did them. Yeah, yeah. And so that gave you more of this ego death experience you were seeking out and thought you had previously experienced. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, because it just it. I, th- I think a good milestone with psychedelics um, is thinking I'm never going to do this again. I don't need to do this again. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, yeah, de- definitely. Just like, whoa, stop. You, you, you're fucking with your head. This is how you end up in, a, in an asylum. That, that was the feeling I very vividly got. It was definitely like, stop. Stop fucking with your brain or stop with reality the brain just it feels like this thing in, a, in the margin of it all it's just like stop um, and the, the, the second time was the same basically like what you're doing looking down this rabbit hole again get out okay um, but we're talking about like um, shame and sin oh previously yes we were do you have more further comments on that uh, Before I just want to clarify for people listening that both times you did this were the with the playlist, the John Hopkins playlist, yeah. and the eye mask, like yeah. in your home. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that that's like a very, very like particular thing to the way I've done psychedelics. Yes. I've never done it in a natural setting. I've, I've had it recommended to me a lot, uh, but I've <laughs> by yours truly as well. <laughs> And it, it, it's it's on the it's on the to do list, um, but the, the, yeah, the second time I had this awful experience where it was like Marta was with me that that time, and um, she'd already done it twice actually. Um, but she wasn't doing it. She wasn't. No, she was just okay. she was just sitting for me. So you've never been with someone else on psychedelics when you were doing them. I have actually. I did it with a okay. with with a, a buddy of mine from England. Um, who had also read the Michael Pollan book at the same time, um, or audiobooked it, but we had the same kind of um, faith in psychedelics floating around our heads. And uh, we did like a small dose. We were, the, the idea was to go to an art museum and, and look at everything, but um, I took one gram and just got glued to my seat and neither of us could move. you got to get on the road before you. You think, yeah. Well, I don't know if I told you this, but I did take acid and go to the Met when I was in New York. Yeah, you mentioned this, yeah. Which was quite intense because I was in New York by myself, had some acid. I think I only took half a tab, but it was quite strong acid. Like I'd say it was like equivalent to a full tab. And I took it and then I immediately left my house because I knew I was not going to be able to leave if I did All right. And I remember I'm riding the subway (laughs) in New York City when it hits me. And so I'm sitting, like, going fast on the subway, and I'm like, okay, do not panic, do not panic, do not panic. And I get off at the stop. I remember I got there. I bought a smoothie because I was, like, trying to have something normal, some, like, normal thing to cling to. Drank the smoothie. I, I like, went through the security in the Met, and I'm, like, I'm, like, about to panic because I'm, like, tripping, you know? And, and, And I have always done it in, like, outdoorsy setting. Like, I've never done it in this industrial space like New York City and I never had done it by myself I had always done it with friends who were also doing it and so we kind of had 
And I always thought that was very beautiful, like having this conversational journey with people who are also right on psychedelics. Yeah. And so we get, I get to the Met, and anyways, I went to the bathroom for a minute, and I like shut myself in the stall, and I was like, you know what, you made this decision. Huh. Like you're either gonna like freak out or you're gonna go in look at the art and have a great fucking time and so i pulled it together and i went and looked at the art and it was a really amazing experience wow at the end of the day i did really enjoy it that's that's some real psychological strength to do, to do that i imagine well i'm like what's gonna happen they're gonna take me to a mental institution or like arrest me if i start panicking in the middle of the med i was like i can't <laughs> like i gotta pull it together and you did yeah i did it's fine and what you thought what's the worst that could happen and accepted that Oh. I think I thought, like, there's two ways this is going to go. I could see that I could either have a good day and go look at the art. And I thought, probably when you go and you start walking around, you're going to feel better. Or you can freak out, try to go home, or, like, go sit in Central Park. But that's not the experience you wanted. And, like, right, right. I guess I, I, yeah, I was able to, like, reason with myself into... Okay, so I, I don't know if that's like a, a difference in character or a difference in dosage. Well, and I also must say, this is after I had done psychedelics quite a few times, so I think it was probably because I had experienced that feeling before, and I had like, yeah, I think I had experienced that feeling before. Right, so I think, I think this is where like the, the uh, set, the mindset can, can, yeah. can come in, like every time I've done it, it has been in pursuit of... Um, extra material knowledge yeah. like metaphysical knowledge and so um like i've always done it feeling like i had to strap in and just receive whatever was going to come and so so like physical movement <laughs> it's just been a Wasn't no-go so much a thing yeah yeah, yeah just like decidedly right yeah. it's, it's stay here but i did have that that conversational um dynamic in that low dose um one gram trip in my, in my living room with my, my friend from england and um and it it was it was it was nice um um big takeaway was just this feeling of of like whatever's going on in there um my only link to other people to this other person to my friend was just like words weren't gonna really we we couldn't discuss specifically what was going on in each of our minds but I did care that he was doing okay like, yeah. so like every time I, I thought of something to say it was just like that's irrelevant and and the only thing that came out of my mouth was I, how are you doing man are you okay and it was like um, the only valid um, idea to express was concern for his well-being interesting so you yeah. didn't neither of you really talked about what you were experiencing um, I think we were just kind of just about life stating shit okay yeah that's how I usually feel like when I do it with friends but it feels good to yeah it, I feel like it breaks down like the bare bones structure of like the building that is your life mm. your personal life and I felt like I was able to see these connections more easily or lack of connection really and it feels good to discuss that with someone else a lack of connection, right? So, so you 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 just like, oh, what is there to like latch onto here? And it's just like con- connection, and the only way that it is possible is the only thing that's there. And for all the complexity that seems to be occurring when you do this, 
the the only thing that ends up mattering is is like what common ground can we find here and I, I think that is why it's like such an exciting thing because every everything in life is about trying to like get get a little further ahead um there's this idea that even the most charitable act is um selfish because you're doing it um for personal gain yeah to feel good about yourself whereas that kind of just strips everything away and you realize that the, the only valid way of being with other people is to care about whether whether they're suffering in the same way that you are and it's just, it's like your only option in, in, in that like you, you said oh we we were, we were talking about like what connection you can see connections with people but then you immediately said or lack thereof lack of connection and you, you, you want to try and find that common ground and it, it just pushes you in that direction yeah um, I think that's where like the, the special thing about them comes in which is nice yeah no absolutely and, and I didn't even just mean like connections between people but also between factors of your life I feel like I'm always trying to make sense of it all and I feel like when I do psychedelics yeah it puts me like kind of this feeling of being put in your place or being like spanked by the universe where <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like stop trying to make sense of it all yeah. like you can like your tiny existence your tiny brain isn't gonna make sense of it all yeah, 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 yeah. but that's okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not supposed to you're just gonna drive yourself crazy so like i mean it so would you say that largely it's been a comforting experience whenever yeah. you've done it yes have you ever had it like a terrifying experience I have had one terrifying experience. And? It was, I did, it was the second time I've ever done it. Yeah, do you need to go? Okay, okay. Whoa, that's do you have any final? Do you have any final comments? This has been really fun. It's really fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a good podcast person, oh, like man. persona. I, I love, we gotta I, do another episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like a different type of conversation. Mm. Like, um, like, we have, we have good conversations anyway, but, mm. but it's like, oh, there's, there's a, I don't know what it is. Like it, like makes you have a little more direction to your conversation. Right, right. Um, you feel a bit more responsible. Yeah, and I feel like people, in my experience, are willing to like get a little deeper with the conversation, maybe in this setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Oh, well, well, yeah, we'll definitely do it again. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> yes, <laughs> for having me on. All right, say bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>